three, two, one. John, are we live? We are live, sir. John, we've made it to episode 20. Holy smokes. Episode 20. Who would have thought? Welcome, everybody, to our 20th episode of Wheelhouse. John and I are super excited for today's show. Uh, I've gone Facebook Live and Instagram Live for the first time today to let you guys know about today's show. I'd never gone Instagram Live until today because I am extremely excited about our two guests. We got Andrew Fogarty on, and then this guy... He's blown me away. We spoke to him a couple days ago. I've been speaking to him for the last half hour in here. Uh, Roel Cano, um, what he's overcome to become a now a successful entrepreneur is amazing. It's inspiring. I cannot wait to chat with him. Before we get to them, though, the man who always out shout outs me, you guys are going to hear about this in a second. Every week, John and I do a shout out to somebody, and actually, I haven't even thought about my shout outs yet. Oh, then but I definitely got John, you. One ups every shout out that I've ever done. So, John, I'm going to let you go first. And I'm going to think about a shout out. Go for it. Out shout out me again <laughs> on episode 20. <laughs> so, you really want me to talk for a while so you have time to think this through? I'm going to be fast with this one. I'm going to think it through. <laughs> Actually, real quick uh, shout outs this, uh, this week. So, last weekend was Taste of Greek Town, Greek Fest. Uh, we always go, we have a great time. There was 11 or 12 of us this, uh, this year. And we were at, well, we bounced around a lot, but we went to Athena restaurant Yep. right in the heart of, of uh, Greektown. And as busy as they were, the uh, service was fantastic. The, the food was great. The drinks were great. And everybody was just as happy as they could be to be there and be working hard. And it was just nice to be in a hectic restaurant, uh, restaurant with people just really enjoying what they were doing. So I, I really want to give them a shout out. Uh, Athena restaurant in Greek town was awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and <coughs> secondly, uh, Franz Tatina, Maggie's mom, it's her birthday next Tuesday. You want so, me to sing happy birthday again uh, so you can embarrass me? Uh, so for great. those of you guys, for the, you two great. and those of you watching, I sang John happy birthday on his birthday and I had zero expectation that he would make a short clip tag American Idol tag the voice (laughs) tag everybody because I don't have a good voice but he did so you're not going to get me again John but happy birthday to absolutely Uh, just out of curiosity did anybody get back to you? The voice? No, no, no. I think. Idol or see, I am. If they had like karaoke contests, I would be fine. I'm like the Britney Spears of karaoke. I wow. can't sing, but I can perform. With so a little the ten, ten shots of tequila. Skirt. I'll dance in a schoolgirl outfit, but you just give me ten shots of tequila and awesome. Let me roll. But no, nobody got back to me. Well, we'll just keep. Uh, we'll keep trying. We'll just keep going we, in the air and. We have a girl, a girl, Leela, in our office who is an incredible singer. She sings opera. Mm-hmm. And she tells me that you can almost train anybody to sing. Um, so maybe one of these days I'll take some voice lessons when I have some free time and I'll come back and wow you with my, uh, my voice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you did a great job. It touched my heart. It was from your heart. So I enjoyed it. Uh, but Fran, uh, happy birthday in advance. I'm going to see you this weekend. We'll celebrate. But uh, shout out to you. And Mr. Daka? Oh, shout outs. Uh, more kind of an announcement. Um, 
in a couple weeks on the 19th, we have a kickball tournament for the Chicago Association of Realtors. We've been um, working on giving a lot of funds away to charity. We had our last breakfast this morning for the uh, YPN for this year's breakfasts. Um, got a lot of really cool events coming up. So if you're in real estate or lending, sign up. We still have open seats. Um, it's or open teams where you can sign up. I'm bringing like the Globo Gym of Main Street Realtors. So oh my good goodness! Good luck. We're very very competitive, so <laughs> we're hoping we don't lose. But it's going to be fun. If you guys have any questions about how to sign up, reach out to me. Um, shout out to Michaela Gordon last week. She had her charity event um, from the fo- from now on foundation. I've told you about yes. it. It was an incredible event, and um, I-, I love going to it. And every year she does better and better and better, and she help so many kids that have lost loved ones um, cope with losing loved ones through the donations and, and the rooms that she built. We really to have, to, have to we have, have her on. on. Yeah, yeah. It, it's incredible. So shout out to her. Um, and that's all my shout outs for today. Hey, that was great. <laughs> shout was out great. to uh, myself. I'm, I'm going racing this weekend. I shout out to myself. Uh, a, a, a please from my team. Like if this car is good and I believe it's going to be good, it's going to be a really good weekend. I'm going to come live to everybody from uh, Wheelhouse once I'm up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, very so. good. You're going to be in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'll be at Road America in Wisconsin. Um, big race. Some of the best drivers in the country coming. Perfect. I want to do a rain dance. I can't dance just like I can't sing. Um, but I'll do a rain <laughs> dance so it doesn't rain because um, I don't have a lot of rain tires. So I saw that today. You, you do like, a rain dance for me. Uh, I'll do a rain dance yeah, for Yeah, after, after we get done. All right, let me get into this because uh, these two guys are amazing and we have so much to touch on. An hour goes by way, way too fast. So I'm going to start with you, Andrew. Sure. Thank you so much for being on with us. Um, Andrew is the director of the Illinois Small Business Development Center. He's also the executive director of 36 Square Business Incubator Space. Um, not the space, but the company itself. Um, I'm really excited to hear what you are doing with both of those things. Do you want to let everybody know what they are? Sure. Uh, so the SBA and the Illinois Department of Commerce funds uh, small business development centers uh, across Illinois. I, I'm, I run one for the Greater Southwest Development Corporation. So essentially, uh, anybody in Illinois, uh, certainly in Chicago, can come and talk to me about how to start or grow their business. Uh, I'm kind of like a big know-it-all. Yeah. I, I actually don't know everything, but I do know a lot of people who can assist. So I have a lot of resources uh, at my fingertips to help people. Uh, the 36 Squared Business Incubator is uh, a physical building. It's huge in Bridgeport, 186,000 square feet. And that's uh, where one of my offices is located. Uh, So we have uh, on-site classes and programs, everything from writing a business plan, uh, finding funding, online marketing, crowdfunding, whatever you need to help grow your business. Uh, It's also, I don't own the building, so this 186,000 square foot it, it's a great, huge timber building. Uh, we have spaces available for, for rent there. So if you're looking to launch your company or you're growing your company and you want larger space, as you know, I'd love to have you guys in there yeah, uh, yeah. for your studio. Uh, it's a great, great place to start. And when I say incubator, what that means is uh, you've got myself or my colleagues on site. So if you're expanding and you need funding, uh, business plan assistance, uh, incorporating, really whatever you need to do, uh, I can assist you with that at no charge. I love that. And, and I feel like a lot of, for, especially first-time business owners, would benefit so much from having the guidance of somebody who's, A, done it before because you were a previous entrepreneur, but you do know basically everything. I mean, we were talking off air yes, a little I bit. Yes, I do. You, you do. <laughs> you're, you're selling yourself a little sh- short there because 
you know, I've developed a couple businesses and grown a couple. There's so many grants you were just talking about in the few seconds that I was talking to you that I'd never heard about. And, you know, we've had a lot of entrepreneurs on and a lot of them always say, we grab great mentors and, you know, other people helped us get where we're at. And then I know there's some business owners who feel like they should just try it on their own, do it on their own. But I really encourage people to reach out to somebody like you who's done it before, learned, learned it, know what mistakes they've made and shouldn't make. And then obviously the money's really hard to come by. You have some really good grants. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's true. There is um, the S SBA loans are actually bank loans that are guaranteed by the SBA. So you're able to start a business or grow your business with less money down. Uh, if, you're, if you're a small, there's also micro loans and micro lenders, which are usually nonprofits like the Women's Business Development Center or Axion, uh, who, have, who will lend to somebody who is a pure startup. Uh, it, you know, it's a bit more risk, so, uh, so it'll be at a higher interest rate, but they, that money is available. Uh, when the, the grants that we talked about is if you are purchasing, say, a manufacturing space in the city of Chicago, uh, there's something uh, called the Small Business Improvement Fund, SPIF. This is a city of Chicago grant that will reimburse you up to 50% uh, of $300,000, so up to $150,000 to uh, renovate this space, improvements that will stay with the building, air conditioning, tuck pointing, new roof, that sort of thing. Um, if you hire somebody who's on or eligible for unemployment, uh, then you can, this is federal dollars going through the county, uh, you can potentially get up to $10,000 per employee to train wow. them into the position. And there's other grants and incentives available also. Uh, so when you work with somebody like me, and the best way to find someone like me is uh, SBDC, that stands for Small Business Development Center, plus your zip code, put it into, into Google. Uh, where uh, it's there's no charge to work with us you do sign up as a client but that's also confidentiality and non-compete sure so it works on your behalf and what we ask in return is that you just keep us up to date on how your company's growing um, there's a, a number of economic development organizations like the greater southwest development corporation so their focus the reason they have me there is they want to grow the southwest side of Chicago. They want to help with businesses. They also help with housing, senior housing. They they have they do a lot. They have, I believe, 15 different programs. Wow. But my little corner of the Greater Southwest Development Corporation is to help um, entrepreneurs like Roel actually uh, get up and running in any way that I can. I love that. You know, I've always, I mean, my business are all Chicago and Illinois based. So I've never thought of Chicago, <clears throat> Illinois as not a business friendly place because I've had nothing but help from the state and the city. And I love that you guys do that. It's such a great giver's gain um, mindset. And like you said, it's a resource for people who may, who either think they know what they should be doing and might not, or people who have no idea where to start. You know, you, you said from, from both of them, I mean, at the Small Business Development Center and, um, you know, at the incubator, you can take them from A to Z. And, and that being able to take them from A to Z is so important. Sure, and the... Uh if I could put a plug in for the incubator, we have a yeah. brewery right next door, well, that's and perfect. they have a tasting room, and uh, so that's doing business, <laughs> doing drunk business drunks the best way to yeah, do it, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's right there. It's just across the the alley. You don't have to drive, so there's no you know DUI or anything involved. Um, but yeah, it's. And, and if you speak with my, myself or somebody like me and it's not clicking, you don't like the advice you're getting, you're not feeling somebody is getting what you're trying to do, then go find somebody else. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a number, there's 
a few different small business development centers in Chicago, and we have our di our different little niches that we w we work with our experience. I come. I used to be an entrepreneur myself, a small business owner, so I feel uh, that the need to get things rolling quickly. Yeah. You know, uh, the when people come and talk to me, so, like Roel, he wants to get going. He doesn't want to go through a lot. He doesn't want to go through a 15-week training program right. and, and uh, or like an academic thing. He has experience as a trucker. He knows the business. Uh, all, he want, all he needs is a truck. So that's my mission, get me a truck. Uh, and uh, so that's kind of the way I work. On the other hand, if you have uh, no experience and you're, you're looking for that 15-week program, you're, le you're looking for uh, an academic-style program, those are out there too. I, I tend to do more a la carte uh, seminars uh, like we have writing a business plan coming up. Uh, Roel's been to the online marketing mm -hmm. one, uh, but the but those programs are out there. I, if I can also throw a little plug for CIBC. Bank. Yeah, absolutely. CIBC sponsors our incubator, the thirty six squared business incubator. They're also one of the few, if not the only, banks that are aggressively searching out uh, the smaller entrepreneurs in the communities. Uh, to uh, around Chicago to help them out. They're not. They have a, a special program, a community program, uh, to work with uh, startups and small business people and help them grow. Okay. Uh, so um, it's in, the first time I started a business. I wrote a business plan. I went to my local banker. Uh, they accepted it. They said, "Come back in two weeks." I came back in two weeks, and in the discussion, it became clear that he hadn't even opened it. He didn't know what I was doing, and I found out later that most banks. Not when you sit down, most banks will not say, "No, we don't fund startups." You know, they'll all accept it. They'll all accept your business plan. But if you talk to somebody like me, I can tell you who will or will not. You know, who you have a chance with and who you have a don't. A don't. Uh, traditionally, you'll have a better chance with your community bank as opposed to one of the huge uh, banks. Uh, like a Bank of America or that type of thing. And how do you reach out to them? Is it just CIBC, just go on their website, schedule the time to reach out to them? Um, the I would really that's a great resource. Yeah, I'd recommend you contact uh, myself or yeah. somebody like me. Because because we know, for example, with CIBC, I know who to talk to. The guy's name's Hussein yeah. Banpuri. He's, he's a good guy. He, he knows small business, okay? Uh, uh, small business lending. If you want to buy a, a large building, then I can. I have somebody else either within CIBC or with one of the other banks. Traditionally, as a small business development center, we give you three options. I don't say go to this person or go to that person because uh, we don't get commissions. Uh, you know, we're objective. Yeah. So uh, there are uh, three very good SBA lenders within Illinois, and I and from those I know who. Uh, there's two, for example, if you're if you have a business and you're expanding, and you want to buy a building and you're having trouble coming up with that initial uh, down payment, which with SBA loans is 10%, with uh, uh, traditional lending it would probably be 25 Yeah, 25%. Uh, then I, there's at least two that I would direct you to very specifically. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, for those of you listening who are thinking of opening a business, uh, I can't tell you how many mistakes I made, and I would have probably benefited from going and talking to somebody like you. And just getting that guidance of somebody who's been there and has also overseen a lot of people starting a business. Do you think a business plan is really kind of step one after you've made up your mind? That's always a conversation that pops up is, is that kind of step one to starting the business? It, it depends on what you're doing, What, you, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, it yeah. depends on what you're doing, what your experience is, um, and how you're seeking funding. Uh, for example, I had somebody refer to me 
uh, about a year ago. And he asked me if I would take a look at his business plan. He didn't sound very happy, sounded down. Clearly, he'd been to somebody who had, you know, business plan. It's an industry now. Yeah. You know, they want to help you write this book that's 60 pages long and it's a business plan. And so in talking to him, what he wanted to do was essentially a blog. And he wanted to sell T-shirts and mugs on his blog and some advertising, Google AdWords, AdSense. Uh, you don't need it. I said, you, know, you don't need a business plan. Just right. start. You can start today. You know, yeah. come visit me. We'll get you set up. You can start today. Yeah. But he had gotten the wrong advice because there, there's this idea. Yes, you absolutely need a business plan. Right. Uh, so somebody, uh, Roel actually does have a business plan, but does you don't mind me talking about no, it. No, no, so, but, but he has a decade of experience in doing what he needs to do. Right. You know, and he knows where his contracts are coming on. He ha coming from. He has these relationships set, ships set up. All he actually needs is the truck. Yeah. But to get the truck, we have to go go and visit uh, bankers and lenders, and to get and they want to see at least a simple business plan. Sure, they don't want to see fifty pages. Right, and actually, most uh, bankers that I know, if you pin them down, uh, they don't read the business. Yeah, plan. I, especially not 50, <laughs> especially not fifty pages. Yeah, worth of yeah, them. exactly. They they want to know what you're doing. Yeah, they want to know if you can pay them back. You know, yeah. and and that's the main thing. Uh, so if you're going for a grant, if you're going for a bank loan, you're going to need some sort of business plan. Please don't pay somebody else to do it because yeah. we can tell. I have yep. actually seen business plans presented where it's still in blue, you know, put your title here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you can buy business plans. You can spend a lot of money for business plans. If, on the other hand, you're presenting to investors and, and you're, it's a lot of money and it's a tech company and that, they yeah. want to see some pretty in-depth stuff. Yeah, they're going to want to see an offering deck and yeah, yeah, it's a pitch deck and all of that yeah. sort of thing. So it, it, that can be a bit more complicated. But uh, if if you've run a restaurant, if you're managing a restaurant, and the owner decides to sell it, you'll probably need some sort of uh, basic business plan to get funding. But it does not have to be as in-depth. You know? Okay, I love that, and I, I'm very much like you in the sense where I've had that question asked of me, and I said. It really depends on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's It's really a kind of a depends. But I was speaking to somebody who, this was about three weeks ago. He's, he's probably watching. He's going to be like, ha, you got somebody to support your side. Um, who said, no, <laughs> absolutely, first step is business plan. And I, I said kind of what you said. I said, it's, it's really dependent on what you do. Um, so I love that. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Is that something growing up? where you were like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Was there an influencer that was an entrepreneur? It wasn't an influencer, but it's always been kind of uh, part of me. My first entrepreneurial venture is I wrote uh, myself a note from my dad and took it to the drugstore. It said, uh, I'm ill, please sell my son a Playboy. And then I, <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> and, I cut, and then I cut out the little pictures and I sold them on the schoolyard and I, and I made double my money back and still had most of the Playboy left. That's better than Warren Buffett's story. Yeah, yeah. So when you read Warren Buffett's wealth, I think he said he bought like a six pack of Coke from his grandpa and then sold yeah. each one off and made double his money. Mm -hmm. This is such a better story than Warren Buffett. But if you can get advice from Warren Buffett, you should probably go that direction. Go too. Yeah. But uh, somebody's mom found out. So it was community regulations squashed my company. But uh, Damn the regulation. <laughs> yeah, the regulatory environment was not friendly to, to <laughs> me. Uh, but uh, uh, and after that, I tried a few other different things. Um, but I, I, my main, the main company that I had was I was leasing AV equipment. Okay. Uh, I worked for a, an AV company. And um, they were moving back to Canada, which is where I'm from originally. And uh, so I, I purchased a 
quite a bit of the equipment and the contracts that I'd sold myself. And that, that worked for about 10 years. And the, the technology changed. And at the same time, uh, I kind of fell into doing this. I had no idea. I used to think that the SBA lent money. And I also used to think that if you wrote a really, really, really good business plan, it would somehow turn into money. Because right. that's like a myth out there that if you really, really have a good business plan, it's, it's simply not true. And I didn't realize that there are uh, nonprofit organizations set up to help small businesses. I didn't realize there's government organizations. Outside of uh, the SBDC, the city of Chicago has a business development arm uh, called Leary's. And we have one at Greater Southwest, local Leary, local industrial retention initiative. And so if you want to know about uh, zoning, uh, some of the city incentives, that type of thing, they, they kind of have their fingers on the pulse of what's going on, uh, even potentially buildings that may not be on the market, but they yeah. know the owner's interested in selling. Uh, it's another uh, good resource for, for people who want to do business in Chicago. You're an incredible wealth of resources and knowledge. It's like, uh, and they always say, John, you got to know the guy who knows the guy. It's the guy who knows the guy and knows the, guy the stuff. Knows. Um, you probably have a million different tips for uh, startup entrepreneurs or people who might be struggling, but maybe one or two kind of tips for somebody who's starting their business. Um, it could just be sure how to start or a motivational thing. Any tips for well, that? Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple of concrete issues if you're starting a business sure. in Chicago. Actually, Roel and I were just talking on the mm -hmm. way over here. If you're buying a building, a commercial or industrial building, and it has a parking lot and it has chain link fence on it, you will not find out until after you purchase the building that the chain link fence is essentially uh, illegal in Chicago. There's something called the landscape ordinance. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to have to replace that chain link fence with wrought iron, and, the, and you can't use gravel in your lot. It's going to have to be paved a certain way, and there's going to have to be a certain amount of shrubbery and stuff involved. So if you've gotten this really, really good deal on a really small building with a really huge parking lot, it can be hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're required to spend to fix up that building. And these are expenses you won't know about. Um, you, if you're opening up any kind of a food establishment in Chicago, it can cost a lot of money. So try and find some place that was already a food establishment. Uh, you, you may know that. There's just a lot of regulations. The, uh, the inspectors can be fairly tough and unforgiving, and it can get expensive really quickly. Uh, so there would be that. There's also, uh, if you can get away without a sign, uh, you, you may know Chicago has some pretty rigid uh, really sign rigid restrictions, and sign you can't get them done quickly. No. Uh, you have to get a right-of-way permit first that right. can take four to six months. And after you've done that, the alderman has to sign off yep. of it. You draw a picture on the sign. It has to be voted on by city council. Mm -hmm. And after those four to six months, that gives you the right to apply for a sign permit. Uh, so if you can get away with just putting, like, vinyl lettering or something on, on the window, uh, that's certainly the way to go. I uh, am all too familiar with my awning that we had. Yeah, to there, put you up. there you yeah, go. Yeah, all too familiar when they said you got to go to the alderman's office. And I, I'm an attorney too, but yeah. I'd never come across it until we had to do it. And mm -hmm. I had to walk that into an alderman's office. And I was like, really? Like, I have to you draw a picture of it? Who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had our, no, I, our sign guy had to draw the picture and scale and take it in there. And, and it a, after it's all done, how long did it take you? Gosh, probably about that four months. Yeah. So after Maybe you're all done. Four months, yeah. It ends up on the desk of a guy named Mr. Izzo. Okay. A, a physical desk, physical piece of paper, one guy, 
one dude for all the signs in Chicago. Yeah. He's a powerful dude. We should give him a call. Yeah. Can you, actually, can you edit out that part that I said? Yeah. Who are you? There's going to be a lot of people Googling him. They're going to find him. Um, Shout no, out that's, to Mr. Rizzo. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. And it really brings me back again to these are things that even somebody who's researching as much as they can online just might not find. There's so many little nuances. And being able to team up with somebody like you who can, again, step by step, take them through some of these nuances. And like you said, you're very, um, it's a la carte, but it, it, it almost seems like, obviously with Roel, his business is different, so you're going to approach his business different than somebody else's. And I have seen and heard of a lot of these um, business development classes or incubators where, like you said, it's very academic, so they're going to take you through this course, but it's not very specific to what you're trying to do. So it's like what we were saying before we started on air, you're cutting out a lot of the BS for every individual person because you know, everybody wants everything done yesterday, and everybody's excited and motivated to run and do their business. And I always say motivation is like the energy bar of a video game. Yeah. It's not never ending you know it goes down it goes up when somebody's ready to go they're the most motivated they're ever going to be sometimes these courses they, they kill that because it, just time and fatigue it can be it place. can be discouraging also look at who's who's teaching it who is your advisor uh look at their resume yeah you know uh if they have they ever done anything like what you're trying to do because a lot of it's easy to get very somebody like me it's very easy to get full of myself and think i know all this stuff and your business isn't going to make it and you need this but i actually don't know right you know i i actually uh don't know and neither does anybody else so if you're if you're sure you have this great idea uh and somebody like me or me or anybody else says nah, that's not going to work forget it or you can't afford it it's going to cost way too much Go find another advisor do yeah. a little more research because because uh, this guy is already pre uh, judging your idea, and he's yeah. not going to be allowed to help you. No, I agree with you 100%. When we did our uh, real estate company uh, three, four years ago, we had one or two people say, hey, it's too busy of a market. You guys will be gone in a year. And uh, I I'm always very positive with our uh, achievements. We did the Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies this year. Oh, we're cool. in the top, like, 1,200. And I kind of, the comment, I almost threw it back at those people. I said, listen, I remember when they, and it was more to motivate other people. I said, you know, couple people said we would fail. Don't do it. They told my business partner, your wife's about to have a kid. This is a ludicrous idea. You guys are going to fail. This is bad for your family. And we said, well, uh, sit tight. We'll, we'll show you in a couple That's of years. That's good. And, Congratulations. You know, thank you. And it, it was more because of, I put that out there more because of exactly what you said. A lot of people are going to tell you you can't do it, but they don't know if you're going to yeah. be able to do it. And this is a perfect bump and set into maybe one of the most uh, inspirational guys I've met in a long time. And I, I mean this with all the sincerity in the world, spoke to him two days ago. Uh, Roel Cano is the president of Cano. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Cano, Cano Logistics. Um, it's a trucking company. Um, I'll give a little bit of background, and then I'm going to let you kind of dive into the story because it's an incredible one. Um, he lost his vision over the last several years, and it has not stopped him from wanting to succeed in life. And we were talking off air about how sometimes when I'm coaching uh, business folks, they're like, oh, I had a really tough week or I've had a tough month or a tough year. And they, they talk about struggle in a way that's holding them back. And struggle is a very relative thing, in my opinion. Yeah, you might have a bad day and nobody can tell you, well, his struggle is worse than yours. So all of a sudden your day has to get better. But there is a level of severity to struggle. I truly believe that. And you don't have an excuse. Um, oh, John, John went loud on his uh, phone there. Um, 
you don't have a excuse um, to not continue forward and try to make the best of your life when a guy like him has put all the excuses aside and he's kicking butt. So, Roel, I'm going to let you explain the logistics company, what you guys are trying to do, and obviously if you want to touch on it, kind of what you've gone through, and um, you're an inspiration to me, buddy. I'm, I'm excited. All right, mainly uh, I opened up my own transportation company. Uh, right now I started off only with one truck. I'm actually leased on to A&B Trucking. And uh, I have my own driver. Uh, mainly he does uh, local runs, or mainly local and regional. So he stays around Chicago. Uh, right now we're particularly doing container work, but later on getting another truck, I'm trying to expand more and more. Sure. And I'm trying to make it a little bit more bigger, getting my own contracts and getting my own trucks. I love getting that. Getting a little bit more bigger fleet. And you had a background in trucking, so you were trucking before losing vision, right? Yeah. How long were you doing the trucking? Uh, I did it for nine years and a half. So a long time. So you yeah. built a, a good amount of experience doing yeah. it. Were you doing that local too or were you driving long distances? Uh, mainly I did local and long distance, both of them. So. I always, I like road trips, so I always laugh about this <laughs> when I see guys driving long distances, right? Mm -hmm. But I like it for two to three hours. You guys drive a long time sometimes. Yes, a lot. Mainly What's the longest you've driven? Uh... You could say from here to North Carolina. Oh, and then uh, I would pull over. Eh, you could just say I'll do a straight run sometimes. Yeah. It all depends. Long so time. sometimes yeah. you could be leaving from here at 7 o'clock. You got to be over there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So just take like 30-minute rest and keep going. Awesome. So you had obviously a lot of knowledge in trucking, and you had a passion for it. Now you've turned it into a business. Um, do you want to share you know, kind of what happened and how you lost your vision? Yeah, uh, it, uh, it was like four, four years ago. I had a seizure on the beach. Uh, my diabetes was high and because uh, high potassium. And uh, right away, I, I fell to the hospital. My vision started literally just going downhill. And uh, a couple of months later, then I just started seeing blood clogs. And um, I had a whole bunch of surgeries done, but Instead of going upwards, it went downhill. So uh, I recently went total early on June of last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, um, uh, just keep going on that. So. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> for a long time, things were getting worse. I mean, obviously, when you're going into a surgery, the hope is that it gets better. And if yeah. it doesn't get better, um, that's difficult. So... Um, to see you come in here and be so passionate about, we were talking before uh, we started on air about all the contracts that you're getting and how hard you're working. And you know, when Andrew was saying, you know, you came in there and you're like, I want to go, I want this yesterday. Um, that passion is incredible. And I, like Andrew said, you're going to be extremely, extremely successful in this because mm -hmm. you're very passionate, passionate and um, driven. Um, was there a moment when you just said, hey, you know what? I can't feel bad about myself now. I have to move forward. You know, I have to, I have to do something. Yes. Uh, that moment was, uh, I, uh, me and my wife, because I'm actually married with my wife. Uh, the thing is that I just saw my wife that she struggled a lot because uh, she took over. Yeah. She started working and uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like my dignity fell down. Like, my wife is working for me. She's helping me out. I'm the one that has to be the head of the house, not her. 
and that's like uh, as you know that's the pride of a of a man you know yeah. like you have to take care of your wife it can't be the other way around so that's what i just my mind clicked i'm like i want to open my company i want to help her out like i want to make something of of ourselves i don't always want to be like oh Mm, you can't afford this you can't afford that no i want to afford it i was like tired of being broke so i was like no i gotta open the door and just get up and find help and that's when they told me to go straight to andrew and he started helping me out i love that i mean <laughs> so many people have struggled so much less than you and they quit you know we've talked on the show a couple <coughs> times about you know failure people say fail forward um, you didn't even have a failure. You had something happen to you that was completely out of your control. Yeah. And you had no choice but to just then over time say, I'm going to go do something. That story is incredible. When you met Andrew, um, what was the kind of like first step in going from you have this idea, you have this motivation, this drive. What was kind of the next step from there? You met Andrew and then what happened? Uh, mainly uh, at first he told me that I had to go from the business plan. Then uh, I set it up, everything together. I gave it to him. He started working on it and helped me out. Uh, from there, um, he uh, he told me I had to take some classes. <laughs> when I did the classes, I had to go to the meetings that he had uh, to get a little bit more life, knowledge of it. It was actually useful a lot because I learned some well, stuff you, that I didn't know. Classes. You got lunch too, right? <laughs> yeah, I got lunch too. So. <laughs> and, uh, but... Uh, from there, uh, he just started taking me to places that um, uh, we went to meet the alderman. Uh, he uh, he did what uh, he was helping me out, uh, like to talk to the bankers when uh, to set it up, and so he helped me a lot there. I love that. Um, he obviously seems like an incredible guy who's out there to um, help people starting their businesses yes. become successful. I think mm -hmm. so. I, I yeah, he <laughs> thinks so for sure. No, no, no. Really, I mean, it's. Um, not a lot of people take true effort and time to try to help somebody else better themselves. A lot of people put effort towards helping themselves. Um, we've talked about, again, giver's gain. If, if you're in a position to help, you should help. I firmly believe that, and Andrew obviously does that uh, at a very, very high level. Um, so now you guys open the business. Mm -hmm. um, you, you're obviously bringing in a ton of contracts. Next step is we need another truck, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and Andrew, I'll let you kind of, uh, either one of you talk about the GoFundMe because it's sure. something I definitely want to push. Sure. Heavy. So, so with, uh, this, this has all happened very recently. Uh, the way we, we did get Roel funded is he, he wrote a basic business plan, um, for CIBC, gave him a micro loan as did Axion. I, you don't mind me talking about this. Oh, no, no, go, okay. go ahead. Should have asked before, but, uh, yeah, we, so we were able to get him funded and he has his truck. And he's in a, a good position. He has contracts, he has drivers, and he has a lot of work. And so now he needs truck number two. Uh, we've put together a GoFundMe page uh, because Roel needs the truck now. Otherwise, he's going to lose this business. Okay. Not lose his company, but I mean lose this extra business to grow. Sure, and he contracts. wants to grow very quickly. Uh, you, you want to take your wife to the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I saw, so the Bahamas, yeah. Is, Bahamas <laughs> is your location, right? Yeah. So uh, we have put together a GoFundMe page, and I think I, I think I sent you guys some information about it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're we're looking to get Rowell this second truck as soon as possible, so he can take advantages uh, advantage of these opportunities and grow his company. 
Great. Uh, what's the GoFundMe page? John, are you going to air the GoFundMe page for us? Or have you already? So right now we have on the screen, uh, we have the GoFundMe title. And when we do the after show clips, we'll put the actual uh, page. Yeah. I'm going to share the page quite a bit. What's the name of the uh, GoFundMe page? Blind guy needs a truck. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that is so good. For those of you watching right now, go to GoFundMe and blind guy needs a truck. Blind that's guy so, needs a truck. I love that you guys did that because that's such a great, catchy, fun move. And it's something that can go viral. I mean, um, we're going to get you there 100%. Uh, there's, uh, I'm going to push this thing. We're going to get you there. Um, I... I coach and train a lot of business people, and I feel like all too often people say, hey, I, I want to go do this, and I, I want to go be successful, I want to start a business, and there's a lot of wants, and then not a lot of action that follows it. I love that you, uh, Roel, given you have to struggle a lot more than everybody else, that's just the reality of it. Um, you had a want, and then you immediately created action. And like Andrew explains it, like you wanted it yesterday. You already have these contracts. You're ahead of the game. You just need a, a truck, and then the business is going to grow, and then you're probably going to have another truck and another truck, and then yeah. we're going to see your trucks everywhere in Chicago. We won't be able to reach him anymore. You won't yeah, pick him. His people. He'll have his people. Yeah. We'll never be able to get you on the show again. No, no, no. I'll still come back. No, I love that about you. I mean, um, even prior, I guess, prior to losing your vision, did you always feel like you're the type of person that, you know, when you wanted something, you created action? Was that something that was always in you, or was it just the situation made that more of a purpose for you? It was a situation more. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it makes me, uh, eh, it, I would say it was a situation because it makes me want it more and more. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I love that. I mean, it's, it's, and I'm trying to put this the right way, but it, it's almost like you, you probably have a higher appreciation for life and how it was than, than maybe even me right now because you've lost something and, and, and that's motivated you to say, hey, listen, I'm not going to waste the rest of this life. I'm going to go and get what I want. I'm going to do it right now. And that's inspiring. I think that's your determination and you put it, um, you know, your persistence it's at a very high level. I mean, it, it is much more difficult for you to do the things that you're doing than it's for me or Andrew or John, yet you're doing it. And, and I, for anybody listening, I, I'm, I'm serious about this. Like, if you have a damn excuse, you, you don't deserve your excuse anymore. This guy is kicking butt. You know, you're very persistent, and I love that. And I love that, you know, I, I, I'm not happy that it took something like that to, to force you to you know, do that, but I love that you're doing it even given the situation. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. So Bahamas is the uh, location? Yeah, that's the location. Okay, we're go you're going to be there soon <laughs> enough. Um, I hope so, I hope so. Have so. you been there before? No, no never. Okay, so that's the uh, bucket list spot you guys want to go yeah. to. Yeah, um, I went through, a, me and my wife went through a lot of stuff yeah, between these imagine. years. Me of my vision, then my kidney failure. So yeah. we went through a lot, so we need it. So and you have it's time for a vacation. Yeah, it's yeah. time for a vacation. <laughs> and you said you have a surgery on Friday, correct? Yes. Um, best of luck to you. No, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for coming on and you know sharing this, even with all the busy work you have, and you got surgery on Friday. So thank John you. and I are very, very lucky to have you on the show. Um, so explain this to me in the trucking world because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not that familiar with it. Right. So you got local routes, which is like in Chicago, and then you said you have kind of like um, uh, routes around Chicago. 
Does it change? Does the type of shipment change when you go uh, interstate versus outside of the state? Are you? Does the tr type of truck change, or is it the same? You just have different contracts. Uh, no, it's actually almost the same. The only thing, uh, uh, the only thing is that uh, declaring people declare it local, just being in Chicago. But the type of local that I mean would be like local would be all the way to Indianapolis, okay. Michigan, or Iowa. That's Wisconsin. all around okay. there. Okay, so that's all local. Yeah, that's that local. local. Okay, but if you mean like over the road, would be like going like uh, Ohio. Farther, more than okay. 250 mile radius. Perfect. See, for me, local Streeterville from River North. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever I can get to very, very quickly, which sometimes isn't even that quick. Um, but no, um, okay, awesome. So right now, kind of in the Midwest, and then do you want to always keep that? Or do, are you thinking like, hey, I'm going to do the national thing too? Is there a di like different trucking companies or logistic companies focus on different stuff, or is it both? Uh, it would be both. Both. Awesome. I'm trying to aim going uh, all the Everywhere. like. Not to push it, yeah. but I want to be the next, like I told Andrew, I want to be the next competition for UPS and FedEx. I love it. I'm trying I mean, to aim that. Why not aim high? I mean, you know, it's, so. <laughs> have big dreams. You know, you think about, some people say, well, I don't want to make my dreams too big. And I'm a big believer in, my favorite quote is, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So mm -hmm. you got a game yeah. plan and you, if you have a goal, set that goal high. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm sure not expecting to be UPS by the end of 2018. No, you're yeah, setting a long-term goal and then you're going to break that down. But I've told a bunch of the people that I coach, Bill Gates is a real human. You know, mm -hmm. Elon Musk is a real human. These people have achieved incredible uh, success and wealth, and you know, they're at such a high level. But they're a human just like you are. There's no difference between them and us. Now they've worked, they've grinded, maybe they had some luck along the way, but I'm a firm believer that there's no such thing as um, you're in the right place at the right time. You have to be the right person in the right place at the right time. Um, but yeah, I love that goal. So what? Yeah, I think you could beat UPS and FedEx. Mm -hmm. What what keeps you from beating them? Yeah, I think you will. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> anything that's uh, kind of coming up in the next little bit, other than this GoFundMe, you want us to pitch, or should we just be pushing? We're gonna get this next truck. Just get this next. Push truck. the truck. Push the oh. truck. <laughs> yeah, push, push the truck. The truck so. um, yeah, you guys listening, please. Um, Michael actually just posted the GoFundMe page. So people are listening and they're actually posting it, which I love. Um, blind guy needs a truck. I love it. <laughs> um, and Andrew, do you um, stay kind of on board with the oversight, coaching, and development of this, or is it kind of case by case basis? Uh, I still have contact with most of my clients. Okay. Yeah, because there's that. always stuff coming up. Uh, by the way, 36business.org is the uh, incubator website, and okay. you can see uh, a number of the events and trainings that I have coming up. Uh, both at 36 squared and at uh, greater southwest we do do them around the city um, but yeah i have ongoing because there's always different programs and uh incentives and opportunities that cut that i may hear about yeah. uh that may that if it benefits a client i'll call them up i'll meet with them uh you know try and get out of the office <laughs> yeah i mean it seems like you really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the business world around here which is what a lot i feel like a lot of business owners they get involved in their business and then they they kind of shy away from that business yeah. growth section and you kind of have your finger on the pulse of all of that yeah stuff. yeah well if any i 
that's kind of you to say, but I know a lot of people watching my Facebook page are making those like puking noises now who know <laughs> yeah. me. I'm not the only person who does this stuff. No, uh, but, I, but, but there's not a lot of them yeah, that, That's yeah. true. And we do do it in a little bit different way. Uh, but uh, I guess the main point is there are resources out there uh, through the, the city and the, and the state, the, S, the Small Business Development Center Network. There's resources out there to, to help you and guide you through. And uh, don't let somebody discourage you. Uh, I, the, the reason I started working with uh, people like Roel and some other disabled entrepreneurs is that uh, about four years ago, do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, 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 we got so, time for a story. So about four years ago, I got a call in my office from a very crabby lady who said that she was a chef and she wanted to open a restaurant and she didn't want to go to any classes, right? Boom, boom, boom. Because she talked to a number of other people who said, okay, you can go to my starting a business in Illinois class. So I said, okay. And she came in the next day. I had some time to see me. Uh, her name was Chef Laura Martinez. She had on her, uh, her chef jacket. And she was also blind. She had been blind since uh, infancy. So she had no memory of sight. Yeah. Uh, and she had, uh, she had been born in Mexico. Uh, because there was no special schools for her, she didn't go to, to actual uh, school until they came to the states when she was like 10 or 11 so she was way far behind uh no vision at all but she had this dream she had always used to help her family uh her grandma cooking in in the kitchen and she loved cooking and this was her art and she was very talented with it so she wanted to go to le cordon bleu uh that was very very difficult uh, there were some legal battles because obviously it's a big insurance liability sure, everybody sure. thinks this blind lady can't cook uh, she ended up being, while she was working and, and training, she ended up uh, meeting Charlie Trotter. He gave her a job. Oh, that's awesome. She worked for Trotter's for, I think, uh, a, a few years. Then when he closed down, she couldn't find a job again. She decided to open her own restaurant. And she ended up, her restaurant uh, lasted for four years in, in Lincoln Park called La Diosa. But the key is that everybody around her was saying she couldn't do it. I had people to say to me, I wouldn't have thought before I had met her that a blind person could be a chef. Yeah, you I know, mean, it's knives, hard to believe. It knives, is hard oil, to believe. fire, she had proven it. So the business part, yeah, you can do. You know, why not? You know, that's right. the easy part. Uh, we we went to a, uh, a disability program with a grant uh, availability uh, with a very large university in Chicago. Met a very prestigious professor. The professor told her on four different occasions, I can get you a job in a bakery. She doesn't want a job at a bakery. She's an entrepreneur. She's a chef. That, that's saying he doesn't think she can do it. Right. And there's lots of people out there who are very full of themselves and think they know who will tell you you can't do it. Uh, it just because somebody did it before, uh, like uh, Roel said, he wants to be the next UPS. Just because there's a UPS doesn't mean there's not an, another bigger one, better one, a competitor coming down the yeah. road. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no reason that you can't be the next UPS. I'm sure when... Mark Zuckerberg talk about Facebook. Somebody said there's already MySpace, right, and before yeah. MySpace there was something called Tribe. Yeah, you know, but that, and before Google there were a number of other yeah. search engines. But it doesn't mean just because somebody else is doing it doesn't mean you can't do it better. Of course not. And just because professionals, even me, uh, you know, some people like me, say you can't do it. It's been done before. You can't afford it. Uh, if you if you feel passionate about it, to me, persistence. And passion is the key of whether or not you're going to uh, you're going to make it. 
I love that. Um, and I couldn't agree more. I, I, I really do hate when people tell people they can't do something. There's no, I do a goal setting coaching and training session. Sometimes people come in with these gigantic goals and I'm not one to tell you what your goals are. Mm -hmm. you, know, you set those goals and you can do what you want with them. Like he said, you know, there was a, I think even Yahoo was kind of trying to angle to be the search engine before Google and they had to shift yeah, and Google came in, like you said, Facebook, there was MySpace, you know, Blockbuster was around, who would have thought Netflix, who would have thought, you know, there'd be a different way to look at, you know, videos mm -hmm. and movies. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm very, very excited for you. Um, did you always want to be an entrepreneur, though? Was it was because I, I guess driving a truck, you're kind of making your own hours, you're doing kind of your own thing. Was the sitting in an office nine to five just something you were like, I'm never gonna do? Did you always feel like you wanted to kind of manage yourself, manage your own schedule? Me? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I never wanted to work in the office. Yeah, never <laughs> wanted to work in an office. So, yeah. I always uh, like for me, I always wanted to own. When I started going into the business of trucking. That's my first thing I always wanted to do. Own my truck, own my own business, be my own boss. Yeah. And being your own boss means it's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff you gotta pay, but it's gonna pay. You know, you're gonna make money. Right. And nobody's gonna tell you, oh, you can't put any overtime, you can't put any hours, you gotta go home, or the most thing you're gonna get yelled at if you're late. Yeah. So I never wanted to get yelled at. He yelled out for being late. <laughs> yeah. That's probably actually why I might own my own business is because I'm always late and nobody can yell at me for being late. Yeah, so you're the boss. You go to do whatever you want. Yeah. I, no, I, I love that. I love that you always kind of had a passion for that. I, I assumed you did. Just given your drive and your determination now, I would never imagine that you were the type of guy that would be sitting in an office 9 to 5. And again, a lot of people are watching this sitting in an office 9 to 5. I'm not knocking that being something that people uh, should or should not do. Mm -hmm. There's just some personalities, and we've had you know 20 episodes on the show, probably 40 people on, and I see it in the entrepreneurs, just talking to somebody for a couple minutes. You can tell they're not the personality to be in an office from nine to five. And most of them had maybe spent some time in those offices, and immediately they're like, hey, get me out of there. So I yeah. love that. <laughs> and I'm sure you're realizing it now, um, there is a lot more um, for you to worry about as the boss because there's so many things you got to think about. Whereas if you did work a nine to five, you didn't really have to do that. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Are you, um, are you enjoying any part of being a business owner more than the others? Is there anything about it that um, you're like, I really love this? Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, let me see. Get to yell at questions. people. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the schedule, maybe not being late. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm sure Andrew can touch on this too. I, I feel like for me, not having any limits to success has always been kind of the uh, driving factor for me. And I just like being able to impact change. You know, anything that I've created, you know, to, to watch my agents grow or to watch my staff do better and, and to be able to implement change and uh, better something to me is, is awesome. You know, like I, I worked in nine to five positions when I was younger and I can't affect change on the person sitting next to me that much other than smiling at them and, you know, trying to talk to them. But being able to affect change for the people that work for you, for their families and just grow something for me, I, I love that aspect of it. And I think you're gonna find, I feel like you have that kind of similar personality to me, um, Rel, so I feel like you're gonna, you're gonna love that too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what are we at, John? I think we're getting towards the end here. So I wanna I wanna touch on again. I'm gonna do a little video with John. I think just separate for this GoFundMe um, outside of this. Oh, that'd I think be we're great. Gonna, we're right, gonna try thank to you. do something, John. I just I just um, made some more for you. Yeah, yeah. John didn't know that until this moment. <laughs> no, but that's fine. I really um, I'd like to do something. Maybe just John and I just do a quick thing and maybe even have a couple other business owners that I know kind of try to share this thing and push it because um, this guy needs a truck. He's a, uh, it's a blind guy needs a truck. <laughs> blind guy needs a truck. <laughs> it be a catchier, catchier name. And I love that you guys did that. Um, but, you know, you've worked so hard to get to where you're at now, Roel, mm -hmm. and you've obviously overcome so much and you're a motivation and inspiration to everybody. I think you get this next truck. You're going to go, from the sounds of it, get all the contracts in the world and the third and the fourth and the 20th truck are going to come really, really easy for yeah. you is my guess. Um, so Andrew, if we got to reach out to you, if we're a business owner, somebody starting a business, um, again, should we go through the SBDC? Should we reach out through 36 squared? Is there a best way to contact you? Um, actually, if Put SBDC plus your zip code. Okay. You, you'll reach me or somebody like me. Okay. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Can I do two quick plugs? Uh, whatever you want. Okay. As many plugs best as you tacos want. in Chicago is El Metro. There, it's on Chicago and Damon. Uh, the owners are Betty and Veronica. They used to work in businesses like that. They saved their money to start their own business. I, I got to go then because I am a. There's an ongoing you are joke a taco that the crazy. only reason I can't get in shape is because of tacos. Oh, there you go. Okay, so and, and for those who like Indian food. Chutney Davies, uh, the, the Davies means goddesses uh, in the Indian dialect, I believe. Uh, the Chutney Davies, they make really, really good Indian food. It's available at pop-ups and farmer's markets uh, around, the, uh, around the city. So that's my two plugs. Thank you for He's letting me get that in. He's got better shout-outs than I nope. do. <laughs> the taco shout-out kicks my butt as well. Um, John, what's your favorite taco place? It is in Cabo San Lucas. No. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I got a couple. Of Cabo. Actually, my favorite is in Cabo, but we can't just know. We can't just right. We can't just. Wait, what is jump your in favorite in Cabo? Huh? Which one is it? Is it in Car Cabo? Oh, I was just joking. You just making that up? Because <laughs> my favorite is El Gardenia in uh, Cabo, and it's it's a little tiny stand. Nobody really goes to it, and we were looking for a taco place that was closed in Cabo, uh -huh. and the cab driver goes, "Ah, eh, it's closed, but I'll take you someplace better." We're like, "Okay, he's local. We're gonna take his advice." And he kept driving kind of off of you know, the main road. I'm like, well, where's he taking us? And then we got there and it was like a little stand. And it was so, it, it, to date is the best. So really? funny enough, that's the best. How about you, Raul? Taco best, ta best taco place. Uh, let me see. Hmm. There's one, uh, there's one by Cermic and Cicero called Jalisco's. Okay. Um, they got really good uh, steam tacos. Okay. And there's another one on 63rd called Saka Tacos. Okay. And they got really good skirt state tacos. Well, there. great. Now I'm not going to get in shape. <laughs> there you I go. Got a couple trips <laughs> I was on the treadmill at like midnight last night. I'm a late night workout guy because I don't like mornings. Actually, I'll ask you guys that if you guys are morning people. Uh, I'm definitely morning. You're a morning yeah, guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I can't work out at night. Ah, how about you, <laughs> Roll, are you a morning or a night guy in general? Do you like mornings? Me? Yeah. Uh... I'll do mornings. Yeah, you're morning. Late, I'll just fall asleep. Like, oh, See, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I hate waking up. John, how about you? I don't know if you're a morning guy person. I don't know. No, I'm not a. Sleep. You know what? I am a morning guy. I, when I do get up early, 
four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I love it. I love the days that I'm actually able to do it, but I hate doing it. It's like it's like going to the gym. The hardest part is actually doing it. Once it's once I'm at the gym or once I'm out of bed and watching the sun come up, love it. But doing it, it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I unless I have a flight to catch, you'll never catch me awake at four thirty or five in the morning. <laughs> now I work till two, three o'clock at night a lot of times, so I work a lot at night. Um, but I do not like the mornings. It is. Often. It's amazing how easy it is to get out of bed when you've got a flight to catch. You're going somewhere fun, whether it's Mexico or Vegas or wherever. Bahamas, because like, oh, that's where Bahamas. we're sending yeah. this guy soon. <laughs> exactly. yeah. He's going to make it there for sure. Exactly. Um, we hit an hour. I could probably go four hours with you guys um, here. We definitely want to have you guys back on. We're going to do a follow-up with you, uh, with Definite both of progress. you. Great. Um, and the GoFundMe page for everybody listening, again, blind guy needs a truck. Um, please, please, please push this. Um, I am very, very inspired by you, Royal. Thank I, you. Um, for all my agents that are listening and complain about all their stuff, stop complaining. This guy has taken a really, really tough situation, and he's made an incredible, incredible um, drive to become a business owner. And he, I think you will be the next UPS FedEx. I think you're going to blow them out of the water um, you. if you just keep your determination up. And a big thank you to Andrew for thank coming you. on. I mean, I learned so much from you talking before the show, on the show. I'm definitely going to reach out to you. I think you're going to be an incredible resource. And uh, commercial realtors, um, reach out to this guy because there's a lot of grants that I had never heard of that he, um, he just touched on in a couple seconds with yeah. me. So what you're doing is incredible. I mean, helping business owners grow that whole giver's gain mindset. And I really, really appreciate the fact that it's the no BS approach to growing your business. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, I don't, there's no charge for what I do. It's your tax dollars at work, so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, tax dollars working really, really well. People yeah. complain about where their tax yeah. dollars go. And um, you um, are doing incredible things. And uh, you guys both, I'm sure, benefit so much from being able to learn from one another. So I've learned a lot from the two of you guys. I hope that everybody who's listening, I, I've got a couple text messages while the show was going on because mm -hmm. I do have the show running just so if questions pop up, I can ask you guys sure. the audience's yeah. questions. And I got a lot of thumbs ups, like the show is great, people are inspired by you. Um, it's probably the most text messaging I've ever got during oh. one of the shows. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be jumping on the GoFundMe. Um, yep. John, I think we had, you wanted to shout something out for next week before I go? Oh. Well, t a couple of things. Uh, he's gonna. He didn't out shout out me enough at the beginning <laughs> no. of the show, so now he's no, gonna use the end of the show to really out shout out the, me. The graphic for the GoFundMe, I have to say, and I do this every week. You know, sit sitting in advance and spell check everything. And when I looked this up, you had sent me, Andy, you had sent me the link, and I I typed it out, and I'm like, is that right? Is that really the name of the page? So I actually went to the page. I'm like, oh yeah. It really is funny. It's catchy. It just took me off guard. I was like, I just don't want to put out that yeah, out and, there. And you, when you go there, you see Roel in his truck, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so and, the picture you sent was that. And, you, and that grin is uh, that's when we took those pictures when you just got the truck. So absolutely. Roel. So I, I just it was funny because normally I just go right through these things, uh, the graphics. But I really did. I stopped. I looked. I'm like, is that right? And when I looked, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Okay, good for her. <laughs> uh, so next week. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, as you're well aware, Mo, uh, when we were first starting with Skype, we yeah. had a little bit of a problem yep. with our first Skype guest. 
Her name is Jennifer. And she is from Detroit. And what she does is sort of what we do, but in an experiential way. So she puts together all kinds of uh, outdoor markets and, and special events for small businesses to come out and introduce themselves to, to the neighborhood, to the market. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to be on next week. So awesome. Jennifer, if you're watching, you're, you're definitely on. We've got Skype all set and ready to go. Uh, and also next week we have, uh, I don't know if you're a morning news guy. I know we were just talking morning and night. Uh, but there's a gentleman named Paul Conrad. He oh. is a WGN 9 weatherman in the morning. Super funny guy. He's going to be on with us uh, next week as well. So tune in for that. But I just want to let Jennifer know that Skype is ready to roll, and we're looking forward to it. Awesome. And when Absolutely. this guy ends up buying a compound, Roel has a compound in the Bahamas. Our Skype now works. We'll talk to him from his compound in the Bahamas. Although, we're just going to migrate the studio down to the Bahamas, and we're going to just shoot it from there. It's warmer there. We'll do it in the winter next time we have you on from the Bahamas. Um, I'm excited for next week. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you for listening. Um, this was show number 20. Every week I'm inspired by the people on, probably more inspired this week by Roel than I've been in the past 19, 20 weeks. Kudos to you. Congratulations you. on all of your success. Um, I, I'm blown away by um, how far you've come. Right, thank and you, thank um, you. I can't wait for next week. John, you got anything else? My favorite taco place is at 55th and LaGrange Road. Did you look that up? Because I did not. <laughs> and I cannot remember the name of it which is going to get me in big trouble because I know Maggie's watching and that's where we went on our first date. Oh, oh wow. No. You're totally screwed. I am totally screwed. Real quick, oh, I'm going to... Maggie, I'm gonna leave, leave the comment that you're going <laughs> to say to John in person so the rest of us can I'm, laugh at how bad uh, he's about to get shot. I'm killing out. myself trying to come up with the name of it. You should have really said funny. that to me. Our first date was on Cinco de Mayo and we decided to go to this place and it's killing me. I can't think of the name of it. But neither of us, myself, I didn't think to make a reservation. So we walk into a really popular Mexican restaurant on Cinco de Mayo. And she looks at me and she's like, well, you made a reservation, right? Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You're just messing Stop up all it. over Stupid. the place, dude. <laughs> so we went around the corner to an Irish bar that had a mariachi band and margaritas on, like, for special. <laughs> so it was very, very authentic. Very funny. authentic, she, she stuck with me, so. Well, you set that bar really low for making plans. I know, I know, I know, I know. So now so. you can only go up from there. That's, you know, seven years in, so. Oh, she said La Salsa. She knew it right oh, away. Very good. Thank, oh, you, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. He's never going to forget La Salsa now. I, I could picture it. I could picture everything except the letters on the sign. We were just talking about signs. And yeah. I'm yeah. looking at the sign in my mind. Couldn't think of it. Anyways, that's all I got. Well, <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to our guests. I had a lot of fun today. Um, we'll see you guys next week at 3 p.m. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you. In three, two, one.